Welcome back to another episode of Five Questions with Frank Manger, a podcast born out of a quest to change the perception of what we see on social media. Life is not all about models, bottles, boats, jets, fashion, and people showing off stacks of cash. I'll bring you interviews with entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, business leaders, and others who will share their origin stories and lessons that shape them. Each show will give you a look into the lives of people just like you that have achieved success, even though the odds were stacked against them. People who you can relate to, who have been where you have been, and who are now where you might aspire to be someday. Joining us today is Ben Azadi, an authority on the keto diet. He hit rock bottom and decided to take responsibility of his mental and physical health, which led him on the path to running a global brand, Keto Camp. He shares how he has become a victor of his future and not a victim of his past, providing actionable advice to those struggling with their mental and physical health. What's up, peeps? It is my pleasure to introduce you to Ben Nazadi, the founder of Keto Camp, a global brand bringing awareness to ancient healing strategies such as the keto diet and fasting. He's known as the health detective because he investigates dysfunction and he educates, not medicates, to bring the body back to normal function. Ben is the author of three best-selling books, The Perfect Health Booklet, The Intermittent Fasting Cheat Sheet, and the power of sleep. In addition to his health commitments, he's a devoted entrepreneur and national speaker who is passionate about personal growth and self-development. Growing up, he was bullied and depressed and known as the fat kid. And in 2008, at the age of 24, Ben hit rock bottom. And with nowhere to go but up, he made it his mission to change his life for the better, shedding 80 pounds to take control back of his life. Today, that mission has extended to help over 1 billion people live a healthier lifestyle. Hailing from Miami, Florida, a Florida local, Ben, welcome to the show, man. Wow, what an intro. Frank, I'm grateful to be here. I love the work that you're doing, so thank you for that introduction. You bet, man. So, uh, you know, Ben, we've been connected for a while. We've uh, obviously collabed a little bit behind the scenes to kind of, you know, shoot some, some uh, topics and, and really follow each other's journeys. We're, you know, connected. You're, I've been following your YouTube, your Instagram, and of course your LinkedIn channel for a while now. You've got an amazing podcast. I mean, you're everywhere and, and I feel like you're doing such a good job. So it's my pleasure to introduce you uh, to my audience and really to, to dig in a little bit and get into some Q&A. Um, but before we do that, uh, if you wouldn't mind just giving a little bit of a glimpse of the, the day of life of Ben Azadi, you know, who you are and what makes you tick. Yeah, absolutely. So who, who, I am, who I am is a health educator. You know how people out there, they struggle to find the solution to their problem, their health problem, whether it is fatigue, whether it is sleep issues, being overweight. When we go on Dr. Google and we type in, how do I solve this problem? It's just masses of, massive amounts of information and a lot of it is conflicting. So who I am, is the person who curates all that information, gives you the research, gives you my experience, and I apply it to you in a way that makes sense and that will give you long-term results. So Keto Camp is my company. As you mentioned, we're on a mission to educate and inspire 1 billion people, and we're doing it through interviews like this, through all of our social media platforms, and I am inspired every single day to create and educate and get this message out to the world because we know that when we look out into the world, we have these stats of cancer and autism and obesity and diabetes, and they're disgusting, and their lifestyle 
um, uh, diseases that can be prevented and they can be reversed. So our mission is to teach people that, to empower them to be a genius because Albert Einstein said it best, intellectuals solve problems, geniuses prevent them. So we want to empower those to become geniuses with their health. Man, great. And and I'll tell you, uh, anyone tuning in, and of course, a kudos to you, is that one thing that you do very well, and I've mentioned this to people, I've actually mentioned this to my own, my own trainer, uh, I, you've been brought up in conversation, is that you take, so there's usually when you, when you learn about a subject, there's typically two paths. One is like, all right, it's, it's really the down and dirty basic kind of, um, you know, maybe you might know part of it, maybe you, know, you don't, but it could be super basic. And then there's other people who, who educate and it's like way out there and so complex where you get lost and you're like, all right, I can't keep up or, you know, it's way too. You have found unbelievably the middle road to take the, the basics and the very complex, mesh them together and bring it down to where anyone tuning in can really understand and you articulate it in such a fashion that uh, it's no surprise that the growth that you've had on all your social channels and so many people tuning in to hear what you have to say, it just, it doesn't surprise me because you are someone who, who people can tune in, listen to and actually walk away and say, okay, I get that. I understand it. So really huge shout out to you for doing that. And, uh, and, and all the growth that you've had, uh, totally, totally, uh, is well-deserved because of that. Thank you, Frank. Yeah, that's, that's my goal to have people leave with that impression. I think it's the analogies that really help and resonate with people. So I really appreciate that acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. Great. So, um, so appreciate the little backdrop. I gave a little bit of glimpse into your story. You know, I really appreciate the fact that, you know, where you were um, and, and uh, the whole premise of five questions with Frank is that people kind of see themselves in someone else. So you, you know, you were at a place in life, you know, you said growing up, you were bullied, you were depressed, you know, kind of the, the, the obese kid. And, and you, you hit a spot in your life, hit rock bottom. And we're like, all right, I'm at the bottom, nowhere to go, but up. Uh, I think you called it a springboard uh, in one of your uh, videos that I watched. And so let's, why don't you give us a, a glimpse into your journey, um, you know, wh- how you got to where you are today. I mean, you have a, this global brand now, uh, you're doing amazing things on this tremendous mission, uh, but give us some backdrop, you know, growing up uh, Miami, Florida, as I mentioned, I'm, I'm from Hollywood, so some, some Florida locals here, but growing up and, uh, and where you are today, fill us in on that journey. Yeah, Hollywood's about 20 minutes north of where I am today. Uh, I'm in Bay Harbor Islands right now. We're close to Miami Beach, for those who don't know. Uh, yeah, so, you know, I mentioned my accolades, what I'm doing now, but that's not who I was growing up. I was that bullied kid, obese kid, and my rock bottom, everybody's rock bottom is different. My rock bottom was actually on the, looking on the internet for ways to kill myself. Okay, that's how bad it was for me because I was tired of hurting every single day. I was lost in life. I was one of those people that Earl Nightingale said, who were tiptoeing their way through life, hoping to make it safely to death's door. Meaning, my heart was beating at the age of 24, but I was not alive. It, was a mere, it would have been a mere formality if I would have died that day. I was not living on purpose with my purpose. I was lost, and I was sad every single day, especially at this point in my life when my ex-girlfriend broke up with me. So I would look on the internet for ways to end this pain, and every time I did that, I would think about my mother and what I would leave behind for her and the devastation she would have to deal with. And it stopped me because I love my mom. So it forced me to find a different path. And that's where you touched upon it. I love that you shared the springboard part. I believe rock bottom is a springboard. And that's exactly what I did because I started to, at this point in my life, take responsibility for my circumstances. 
And this was huge for me because for the first 24 years of my life, I had not done that. I was blaming my genetics, my enabling family members. I was blaming the president. I was blaming everything and anything I could get my hands on when the person responsible was the person that I was looking in the mirror myself. So what helped me realize this were books, right? You see the books behind me. I started to read books for the first time in my life. I started to read Wayne Dyer and Bob Proctor and these amazing authors who have had their form of rock bottom of what they did to create greatness. And it inspired me and it helped me realize that I am a victor of my future, not a victim of my past. And I decided that, hey, health is the foundation of anything I wanted to create in my life. So I'm going to focus on my health because health is our true wealth. We, I could have all the money and business success in, in the world, but if I don't have my health and vitality to enjoy it, what is the point? So I start to understand this. And this is the first time in my life that I started to exercise and eat better and take responsibility. So if you fast forward nine months from that moment that I said, I am responsible and I'm focusing on my health. I went from 250 pounds obese down to 170 pounds. I went from 34% body fat down to 6% body fat, size 38 waist in my pants to size 30. And I finally carved out that physical six pack that I desired for my entire life. And more important than that, Frank, I carved out a mental six pack. I started to choose better thoughts. I started to choose thoughts that would empower me and serve me better. And that's where it all started for me. And I got into the health space back in 2008, 2009. Cool. And that's such a story. Um, and really, I love the you tied in what a lot of people maybe don't pay attention to. It's not it wasn't just the outside appearance of Ben. It was the inside, too. So both pieces were, were as equally as important you know, to you saying, hey, I always wanted this this uh, six pack. But the, the mindset, the mental, you know, you, you went from saying, you know, how do I how do I commit suicide to how do I change my life and, and, and be something in, in this newer, better version of Ben? So uh, remarkable story, remarkable journey. Um, and, and really, so going going from there now today, you have, again, such a tremendous following. You, know, you, you run the keto camp, which which you have all these awesome people tuning in that, that want to be part of this transformation. So you get to interact with so many different people, so many different experiences um, what is a, a piece of advice to someone tuning in that's listening in where, if, you know, Ben, you got their attention and you want to give a piece of advice to someone where it's like, okay, listen to me. Here's, here's what I would love to, for people to sink in. What is that? Uh, what's a piece of advice you could share? Yeah. Great question. You're a great interviewer, Frank. I would say this. We have access. Every, every single human being in the world, all 7.5 billion or whatever, whatever the number is, has access to the world's greatest physician. And that physician is within the human body. It is the innate intelligence, right? We have this amazing human body that was created to thrive, not to survive, not for disease, not for sickness. We were designed to live way past 100 years old, disease-free, feeling like a rock star, vitality. And we have the mechanisms in place to do that. So, we need to ask the question, what is interfering with this mechanism? What is the interference that has led to the body's symptoms? Because symptoms are not the problem. Nobody in the world has a weight problem. Nobody in the world has a cancer problem. It is a result of the problem, okay? Cancer manifests 10 years after, uh, is diagnosed 10 years uh, on average. Uh, weight gain is not a result of 
eating too much and calories. But so here's the point. If you could focus on cause, like I said, intellectuals solve problems, geniuses prevent them. If you can start getting to the cause of why you are experiencing the symptoms, you figure out what the cause is, what the interference is, remove the interference, then the body will heal. Your symptoms will go away as a side effect, okay? The diabetes, the um, uh, obesity, whatever symptom you're dealing with, the fatigue, the sleep issues, once you get to the cause, remove the interference, the body will heal. So my message for the world is that find out what the interference is, remove the interference, and watch amazing things happen for your health. Deep, deep, and you're right. Yeah, what, what are those impediments? Um, sounds, sounds simple, but, but very, very real advice. Um, so again, kind of in, in going into that, you know, sort of the same vein, um, what, what is, you know, you get to, now you're at where you're at 12 years ago, you hit your rock bottom, you, know, you use that as a springboard, um, you know, took nine months, you know, kind of had this transformation, um, and, and, and literally to be doing, you know, to get set on that path 12 years ago and to be where you're at today. And I feel like, you know, looking at you, I think we, we met each other maybe, you know, eight months ago or something sometime the summer of last year when I got introduced to you. I feel like your growth has been tremendous even since then. So what is the fuel that keeps you going? What is it you, that, that fire that goes and said, this is why I love doing what I do every day? Yeah, it, it's, it's seeing how sick the world is. It's, it's looking at the stats out there. Here are some disgusting stats for you. One out of three women get diagnosed with cancer in their lifetime. That's the current stat one out of two men. By 2032, the year 2032, it's predicted that one out of two children will be born on the autism spectrum. Okay, that's where the stats are going. If you go back to 19, the 1970s, autism was not a thing. You know, it was one out of 5,000 children or something like that. So there's something going on with the world. There's something going on with the food supply. So what inspires me is I have an answer here to put a dent in disease. And if I don't share it with the masses, then I am being the most selfish person in the world. So I see this as a duty, a responsibility, and an obligation to show up every single day. Right now, we're in the middle of uh, the coronavirus and the quarantine. And people are scared. People, are, people that I work with are scared. And it's my duty to show up with them, show up for them, and, and show up every single day, especially right now. Because I know that when I show up, and I spread this information, and I share the light, I give others permission to do the same. And they will share that light with their community. And it'll create a beautiful world, the golden age, right? Instead of that dark age. So my, what inspires me is having this information, knowing that it could be such a game changer for everybody in the world. And um, just showing up and studying and sharing it and educating is they're my highest values. Yeah. And that goes into kind of, uh, and it's why I like you seriously, because these things are, you know, you're one guy who is not afraid to, you're, you're on a mission, nothing stopping you from your mission. You're going to show up every day. You're going to continue to do what you do and, and you're going to hope to inspire change or make, you know, motivate someone to, to be the change. Um, and you're doing it and you can easily sit back and say, you know what? it's too much work. You know, I can't make a change. It's, it's, you know, I'm a drop in the bucket, but that drop in the bucket is, I feel like we all play such a part. Um, so to hear you say that and to hear that being tied to really what fuels you, um, it, it is amazing. I feel like we all have a part to play. Uh, and you doing that is, is, you know, that's, that should be just inspiring enough for other people to want to do more as well. Amen. Uh, 
And um, so, so on the flip side of that a little bit, you know, we know what keeps you going. We know what you really love. Uh, you've shared some advice that you would give. Uh, if there was something that you can change, so power is in Ben's hands and you have the ability to say, listen, this is something I see all the time or this is a misconception or something that you know is not true and you want to change this perception. Uh, if you had that in you and you can do it, what, what would be something that you would change if you could? Mm, that's a great question. It would be letting the world know that you don't have to eat every two to three hours. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you just don't. You, you know, you could, it's okay to skip a meal. So meaning if we were just to like, if I had this wand, right, that I talk about on my podcast, that this magic wand that I waved over and I just implemented a, a window where everybody can eat their meals and a window where you just practice a form of fasting and you have water and let your body do its recellular regeneration and cleaning out. I, I would implement that because I, I know I've seen amazing things happen with people. They don't even change what they eat, meaning they're still, if they're eating fast food, they're eating fast food, if they're eating sugar, they're eating sugar, but they change their schedule, meaning they have their eating window, whether it's like eight hours in length, so 12 p.m. to 8 p.m., and they're still eating junk, but then they're fasting outside of that, they'll get results. So imagine if they did that and then change their nutrition. So that is what I would implement. I would say, hey, let's have our feasting window. Let's have our fasting window. And just doing that would make a big difference in the world. Cool. Great, great. Yeah, I've, I've heard you talk many times about fasting and I've, I've, I've mentioned several times. I just, I feel like, and I, I, it's funny because when I used to go and train at like a big box gym, you know, years ago, um, that was the thing like you eat every two hours, man. And people would be walking around like at the gym with their like meal and then yeah. eating during their workout. And I used to like, okay, sure. I got to keep feeding the body. Uh, and I don't do that anymore, but I, I, I don't, I also don't, um, I haven't tried fasting yet or the intermittent fasting, but I've, I've, I've watched and, and listened and taken notes of what you've said. Um, so I do appreciate that. And I, I think you know, what you say makes total sense. And, and I feel, and I'm not a kind of binge eater anyway. I really don't eat you know, a lot of junk food. So, um, I, and I, but I think that, that, that is great advice. Um, and, and a misconception we probably see often. It is. And you know, a lot of people hear about intermittent fasting and they think it's about like cutting calories and eating less, but it's really not. Intermittent, intermittent fasting is not necessarily about eating less. Intermittent fasting is about eating less often, right? So you still have your eating window, you have all the calories you want to have, and then you have your fasting window. So I would argue this, Frank, you do practice intermittent fasting. You do it when you're sleeping, my friend. Yeah, <laughs> right. True. Um, cool. So this is uh, one of my favorite parts of the show is to give uh, my guest a chance to you know, pontificate, to you know, give us a glimpse into their crystal ball out into the future of what Ben Azadi sees. Where are we going to be? If you look out, you know, five, even 10 years from now, uh, what, what do you see as far as, you know, you know, changes, industry specific, whatever it is, but you know, wh where we're at today and, and anything that you see coming down where you're like, this is, this is going to be something different uh, in the near future. Yeah. Another great question. Um, if I'm looking at it from my positive lens, which I tend to choose that you talked about, you're an internal optimist. I am as well. So I'm looking at, if I'm looking at it from that lens, I would say that diabetes will dramatically become re reduced, meaning so many people are discovering keto. So many people are reversing their diabetes and that's going to just 10X in the next few years. So diabetes will be, uh, uh, the 60% of Americans are diabetic or pre-diabetic. That's going to drop significantly in the next five years. Cancer, uh, 
rates are going to be decreased in the next few years. And then we're at a, we're at a pinnacle moment now. You know, I had my interview with Dr. Shiva. We're at a pinnacle moment right now where we don't know what's going to happen with um, the quarantine and the coronavirus and what's going to, what are we going to be forced to do? So if I'm looking at it from the positive lens, I think people are going to rise up and we're going to educate each other and we're going to understand that the human body is this sacred space and we want to protect it. And it's going to create just this movement of people who are standing up for what they believe in. So I think with my positive lens, we're going to see in five years from now, a big shift in disease. We're going to see a big shift in obesity, in diabetes. And people right now with the quarantine are starting to understand. Here's a great thing coming, coming out of the quarantine and the coronavirus. People are understanding how important their health is. People are actually going on YouTube now. They're listening to podcasts. They're understanding the immune system because it's the Im- immune compromise that are susceptible to the coronavirus. I, I'm personally not afraid at all to get the coronavirus. Why? Because I have been taking care of my health, right? It's those who are worrying who, and they, they should be worried if they're immune compromised. I'm okay with that. But if you take care of your health, then a virus, even the coronavirus, viruses are all over the place. It will not affect you. You would not even have a symptom typically. So I think what this is doing, it's creating this awareness that we need to focus on our health and that is my optimal, my, um, my lens, my positive lens that I'm seeing this feature. Cool. Well, I, I appreciate the positive side because I, I, a, I agree. I, I think that's true. Um, the, the, the whole piece that you just said about, you know, you not being afraid of the coronavirus is something that I, I'm the same way. I, I'm like, I'm a machine. I, I might've already had the coronavirus. Yeah. I didn't even, didn't even have any symptoms because my body just, you know, fights it off. So, uh, so I, I, I love that too, because I feel like yeah, if you're taking care of yourself, if you're in, you know, in, you know, as best health as you could, um, th- these things won't affect you as much as someone who is on the other side of the spectrum. Um, and those are the ones that obviously need to be very careful and be paying attention. But so that, yeah, truly, truly resonates with me as well. Uh, so, um, so I, I would love nothing more than people to, a to be as um, uh, enamored with what you're doing as I am, because I really get not not even can't even over. Uh, I, I, maybe I'm probably oversimplifying it. The fact that what you put out there on social media really is it's really educational. You break it down in an awesome way. Uh, I've been following your stuff for so long, and, um, and and definitely a huge fan. Where where do we find you? I know you're everywhere, so uh, um, I don't know if there's a couple places we should go, or, or and I'll drop stuff in the show notes, but somebody wants to find Benazadi or, or look you up or learn more about what you're doing, where are they going? Yeah, thank you for that, Frank. I appreciate that. Um, YouTube is probably the best avenue. Uh, just type in Keto Camp, Camp with the K on YouTube. It'll pop right up. LinkedIn, just type in my name, Benazadi. That'll pop right up. And Instagram is a good place to find me. It's just my name, at the Benazadi. And of course, my Keto Camp podcast. So those are some great places to, to find my work. Great. And I'll, yes, I will, like I said, I'll link them all below so you can seek Ben out. Uh, ben, thank you so much for carving out some time and, and dropping some nuggets in here. Keep doing what you're doing. I wish you nothing but success, brother. Thank you, brother. I love your work as well. Thank you. Thanks. I want to thank everyone who took the time out of their day to listen in. If you like the show, please give it a rating. If you or someone you know would be an amazing guest on the show, head over to fivequestionswithfrank.com for more information. I'll see you next week.